And we are live for the 46th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, I'm with Alex. Hello. And I'm with Andrew. How's it going, man? It's going good, going good. I mean, it's, it's going really damn good, actually, because the Yankees, it, it's another sweep, right? Uh, this team just keeps winning series. Uh, of course, it was against the, the lowly Toronto Blue Jays, but man, three exciting games, right? Kind of nice comeback victory today. They broke the consecutive games with the home run record, right? And then added on to it today. Uh, man, it was a good week. It's a little bit weird. The Yankees aren't going to be uh, on Thursday or Friday because of their trip across the pond, but... Nevertheless, they're in first place, comfortably up on the Rays and Red Sox. We're going to get into all that, talk about how much of a machine DJ LeMahieu is, talk about uh, you know some some sour notes such as the uh, Giancarlo Stanton news and going back to the IL. Uh, it's, never, it's never easy with this team, but hey, really can't complain when they're in first place on pace to win around like 104 games. Feels good, feels good. Guys, how are we, how are we doing tonight? Oh, doing great! Like this, this game today. We we were saying beforehand they went down five nothing in the second inning and was not really that worried at all. Like it just at the point where the offense of this team is so great. They're so all they do is just have clutch hits. They come through in every big situation, and they you you just have faith in them to to produce and come through every single time, which is something that we really have not seen a lot in the last few years like last year it was pretty much homer or bust this year it's so much different and it's really fun to watch i think today's game um perfectly encapsulated what the the entire season's been right right i mean you don't find out till after the game um that stanton is going back to the injury list but we kind of knew something was wrong because they didn't make an announcement um before the game so he was getting further tests um but, you know, you went down early and you have guys top to bottom producing. Um, you know, Glaber with the big hit to win it. Of course, DJ in the middle of it with the game-tying home run. Um, bullpen a little shaky. It's kind of, you know, old hat for what we've expected from the team all year. Like, you know, in the face of adversity, we stumble a little bit. But at the end of the day, they still came away with the win. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a fun series. Like all three games were pretty close. Fun series to watch. Um, but guys, I just wanted to uh I just before we get into any of the the recapping any of the games, before we get into anything, can we just talk about DJ LeMahieu for a second? I I just wanted to like this guy is incredible. Like this guy is unbelievable. He's leading the American League in batting average right now. He's I mean, if he's not this the starting second baseman in the all-star game, I, I don't know what to do. Like it's Tommy LaHoo, you know, like Tommy LaStella can't even hold this guy's jock strap. I mean, DJ LeMahieu is like the be- one of the best hitters in all of baseball right now. I mean, oh, it just starts like today on Wednesday's game. Starts there. It's like, what, what was it, an 11 pitch at bat? Just fouling pitches off, fouling pitches off, gets the and then, like, again, this, gets a single up the middle. Like, this dude just, he's the definition of like a good, you know, you hear all like the the definitions for like, you know, white athletes in sports, like, you know, hard worker gets, but like DJ LeMahieu is legitimately that guy. He's like the ideal baseball player. Like every coach would love to have a guy like DJ LeMahieu. I mean, he was at one point, the Yankees PR tweeted out, he was 13 for his last 18 with like a few homers, extra base. It's ridiculous to, to be doing this at the MLB level. I, I mean, I'm just amazed by him every day. And I'll admit, I wasn't all that excited when we got him. Like a lot of Yankees fans were. I said, you know, I wasn't mad, but I was like, ah, all right, you know, he could be a good utility guy. 
Uh, he'll he'll be a good filling guy in case anyone gets hurt, which spoiler alert, people got hurt. Uh, but he's just like we said, he's been the team MVP. He's played first, he's played second, he's played third. The guy's incredible. I mean, he could probably pitch for all we know. Yeah, I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about where this team would be without DJ right now. Like everything that he brings to the table is just so valuable because we 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 talk about it every week now. But he's just he's the most consistent player on this team right now. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much else for me to add on that you guys haven't already covered. Uh, I mean, he's been a breath of fresh air um, in, in, a, in a lineup that's stacked with a lot of um, home run or strikeout or, or walk guys, you know, the, the three true outcomes. Uh, he's up there leading the league in batting average, um, by far the most clutch hitter with runners in scoring position. I believe he still leads the American League in that category as well. Uh, I mean, the guy is phenomenal. He's been <laughs> to, to think that he was kind of an afterthought when we assigned him, you know, we, we knew DD was going to be out for a while, um, but we had Tulo to replace him. That, that lasted for a week. Know, all of, <laughs> a, all of four games. Yeah. Um, I mean, but they're giving the guy $12 million this year and next year. And he is well outperformed that contract thus far. And you see the, uh, the, I think it was the athletic. So someone had a piece about, you know, he was about to go to Tampa. Like he was very close to sign with the Rays there. You know, he was going to be their everyday second baseman, similar contract. And, you know, the Yankees up there off for a bit and he wanted to play in New York. And he knew that going into it, he didn't really have a spot, right? Like that team fully healthy. He was looking at it saying, all right, I, I'm going to have to work for my spot. And obviously he didn't know half the team would be on the IL by the end of April, but that's what happened. And, Look, sometimes the best ability is availability, right? He's he's been healthy in there all season. One of the few guys that has. So, yeah, man, DJ, he, he's awesome. But yeah, let's get into this uh this Blue Jay series recap, right? Um, the first game we had CC on the hill, and man, I said this a few episodes ago, but like CC, all of, almost so many of his starts, he'll just start off and looking right, give up a couple early runs. He's looking really bad. It's it's looking like just a wash. And then he'll just settle in. He'll just settle in and pitch well and put his team in a good position to win. And that's what happened Monday night, man. He gives up two runs in the first inning, but then just goes on cruise control. Doesn't give up another run. Goes six innings, six hits, two runs. Yankees offense just explodes. Hicks puts one out. Um, Voigt gets an RBI double in the sixth. Stanton hit one that I thought was 500 feet. I guess StatCast says it was only 445. Uh, looked a lot further. I know I said that about a lot of home runs, but my God, that ball was a bomb. That yeah. one, it went into the, it went over center field. It was like in the stands back there. Yeah, it was. It's four, they, it says four forty-five, and like it's uh, stuff like that that makes you think. Yeah, sometimes um, a little bit off. It's like if the fence is four hundred, that's not forty feet behind the. You know, that's yeah, much further. But, but then the one that Gary hit that was up into the bleachers was four eighty-one. That it looked kind of mm-hmm. similar in like location. Like yeah. distance traveled there. I feel like even in Colorado, there'll be some that like, oh, this one went four ninety nine. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So despite months on Twitter uh, saying that Stanton's home run was a garbage time home run at the time, it turned out to be pretty damn important because that put the Yankees up ten two. And then, uh, how do I say this? Um, 
Jonathan Holder's bad. Um, Aaron Boone. He sucks. He uh, sucks. <laughs> Aaron Boone put Jonathan Holder in a 10-2 game in the seventh, right? It's a good spot to get a guy some work, even if he gives up a couple runs, whatever. And we and we were all saying that's a good move. Like yeah. Holder was really bad against the Astros. This is a good chance for him to get back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if you can't use him in that spot, when can you use him? The exactly. only way I'd be mad at Boone there is if he's put in like a guy like hey, like Adovino in a ten two yeah, game. It's an eight run game, but yeah. So Jonathan Holder comes in and um, promptly second, gives up a home run. Second right pitch, his second right pitch, okay, so okay. solo home run. Ten three still. Then proceeds to give up not one, not two, but three base hits to load the bases. Still nobody out, and then uh, Galvis. Just decides to hit a grand slam, and that, that would be it for Jonathan Holder. His final line, 0.0 innings pitch, five hits and five runs, uh, 19 pitches, 15 were strikes, and they were all like 91-mile-per-hour meatballs over the plate. And yeah, all of a sudden, it was a game, right? It was a 10-7 game. Yankees were on the ropes. Uh, Green came in, got two outs. Adovino closed that inning with the strikeout. All he does is get strikeouts with guys on base. That's just what he does. And then Chapman comes in for the save, gives up an unearned run. But in the end, the Yankees close it out and win 10-8. to 8. But uh, if you didn't uh, – I, I don't even really need to say this, but uh, Jonathan Holder got DFA'd after, like, right after the game. P- pretty quick hook on that. It was the he most – got obvious. sent down. Not he DFA'd. Uh, bro, come on. Come on, DFA'd. Luigi. <laughs> he didn't get DFA'd. That's wishful thinking. He got sent down. He got out. Next episode of the Bronx Homer Battle Podcast is going to be Alex and Andrew. <laughs> 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 Luigi about the new- rules of- there's going to be a new host, uh, let's just say. Now, he got sent down. So, you know, and to, to his credit, on the exact opposite of Glenn Frazier, uh, he actually stood at his locker and took the questions, right? Imagine that, like a true professional. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Holder turned a blowout into a close game. And, you know, fun, I. Fun stat from Katie Sharp Holder, uh, this does sound for fun. the second time in his career, Gave up five hits and five runs without getting <laughs> oh, what it out. Was the other time, Alex, uh, it was in August, it was last August oh. against the Red Sox. Mm, trying to and nope, finish that, that, Alex. Wait, let, let him finish. What? I said Luigi was going to bulldoze you. I want want you to finish the stat. There's more to oh, it. Okay, yeah, that um, is the only time that a Yankees pitcher in history has had that stat twice in their career. And only that it's only happened four other times in Yankees. The history of the franchise. The history of the franchise, and Holder has done it two of the five times it's been done. In a seven-week span. <laughs> no, the other time was in last August. I mean, I guess everyone. Oh, okay. like it was it was in that game against the Red Sox, the four-game oh, series that got just yeah. destroyed. That was the weekend I graduated, and I was kind of happy I was doing something during that game, you know? <laughs> Man, like I said, I feel bad for Holder, but there was a lot of good to come out of this game, right? Like, like Cece. I mean, he's he's putting together a kind of halfway decent year, right? Especially yeah. for for I him. I think this this start was a really good sign for him, just because he had the good one against the Rays, and it was important for him to come back out and actually have you know a good follow up start. Right. So I think this was really important for him to just grind it out, and you could tell he wasn't. You know, he wasn't at his best, but he still did pretty well. You know, it was a great moment from, from that game, though, is that he was really struggling, locating early on, and then he puts – was it Galvis? Was it Guriel? I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Guriel. And, and, he, and he was going to steal, uh, and CC couldn't throw with, with the slide step. And he said afterwards – Gary said, like, just just do your normal step, 
normal pitch, I got you. And yeah. tandem, like within pitches after that. Yeah. Like, that, that totally puts CC in yeah. the zone the rest of the way. Like that's awesome. Man, Gary, he made a couple of outstanding throws this week. I mean, I think the pop time, pop time on that uh, caught stealing girl was like one point eight seven. I think. I thought I thought it was I thought it was lower. It was like one point five five. I don't think it was that low. That's actually insane. But he he's I think he has the highest velocity from in catchers this, this season. He's he's unbelievable, man. He's I know he allowed the pass ball today. Everyone's probably mad about that. I know, yeah. but he, his defense has been really good this year and. Man, that arm is just insane, dude. Uh, he's just guns. The like, one thing no one can do. Like, why would you even run on either of those guys? Like, my God. They, they have cannons, both of them. It's really it's really insane the way both of them throw. Like, what was was that Monday that judge? No, that was over the weekend. Judge had that. Uh, he just nailed that guy. That, was on, that, uh, was, that was on Saturday. Saturday yeah. That was one of the best throws I've seen Judge make. And he's made yeah. a lot of really good ones. That one was actually. And Tanaka needed that, too. That was right after mm-hmm. he went home run. Yeah, that, was his, that was his last out of the game, Tanaka. And he, you know, he let up a lot of hits that game. But, yeah, um, on to uh, Tuesday's game. Uh, to another one. That, hey, it was an opener. Uh, Bullpen day. The Yankees coming into the game were six and zero in bullpen days on the year, and man, they improved to seven and zero with Chad Green and uh, Nestor Cortez combo combined for five and a third innings, two runs. Uh, man, Nestor Cortez, guys, guys, not that bad, right? Guy, guys, pretty decent. Uh, he is. He's so just fun to watch pitch because he's not oh, a conventional yeah. starter. Because he doesn't, you know, he he throws low nineties with off speed, but he does everything he possibly can to just throw the hitters off. And it's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, the main story of this game was, you know, coming into it was, hey, they were tied. They tied the home run consecutive game home run record Monday. Now Tuesday, they hey, they needed a home run to, you know, break the record. And we didn't have to wait that long because DJ LeMayu in the, his first half <laughs> out of the game, the bottom of the first inning, goes deep. And right there, there was the record. The Yankees, they, I mean – just insane to go 28 straight games hitting a home run. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, just, just to make sure in case, in case they, I don't know, like called that DJ Homer back. I don't know. But Judge just decides to go deep the next step, his next step at, right? Three pitches later. Three pitches later, his first home run since he's been back from injury. It was a quick start for the Yanks right away. Um, Glaber, second inning, he hits his solo shot himself. Um, it looked like it. It looked like it was going to be a blowout. It looked like it was going to be another easy Yankee victory. But man, the Blue Jays hung in there, scored a couple runs in the sixth. Uh, but <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion, I'm I'm reading it now. How did this ball only hit? How did his home run to right field only go 342 feet? Like that ball is one of the the definition of porch strike. Yeah, he just, it was right he was, down the line. Uh, if you would have told me that ball was 318 feet, I would have believed you. Like, my yeah. God, he just – and he – like, you know, he – off the bat, like, the, you know, for a second, he – He thought it was foul. Yeah, he's yeah. foul. He starts running. He's like, oh, wait, I'm in Yankee Stadium. Like, oh, this, this could be yeah. out. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I still always get a kick out of people complaining about that and people getting mad at that. Call it cheapy, like a short porch. It's like do you, you realize the, the Yankees pitching staff has, has to deal with that 81 times a year, right? Yeah, like you know how many Dallas's grand slam up torture. Like yeah, second right. round. You know how many you know how many Yankee bullpen pitchers have just you know blown a game by giving up a first deck home run to right field. Like it's both teams that have to have to deal with it. It's just the stupidest thing. But 
hey, welcome, welcome to being a Yankee fan, right? Um, guys, seven and zero in bullpen days, man. That's that's not what I expect. Like usually, bullpen days are almost like kind of you know. It's almost like your unofficial number five starter, right? Like, all right, it's just, you know, trying to save a starter. We don't, we don't have five stars we could trust, so we're just going to go to a bullpen day. But man, Chad Green and Nestor—they've been our second best starter this year yeah. behind Tanaka. It's incredible. Well, it's it's just weird because if you had said back in the Angel series in Anaheim after Chad Green got sent down after his miserable outing there, that he would come back and just. Be an be an opener to Nestor Cortez and just absolutely dominate. I don't think it would have been believable, but it would have been, you know, just like okay, really. But he's been he's been really good as an opener. It's been crazy. Yeah, you know what's actually wild if you think being you mentioned that game is that that almost mirrored exactly Monday night's game um, with, with, with Jonathan Holder, not yeah. that Holder's going to go down and come back and be a force in, in a couple I, weeks, but it was really the exact funny. same scenario. They had like a five or six run lead. He gave up a grand slam without <laughs> getting it out, got yanked, got sent down that night. I think like, green, I think green images. did get it out in his, his outing, but still, I don't know about crazy. that. No, he yeah. got, he got one out in like the inning before and then came back. Uh, out. Right, right, right. I, was, yeah, I was just about to say, he finished an inning and they're like, all right, look, you know, nice. We'll bring him back <laughs> out. He looks good. And then he feeling good about life. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Shit. You know, what's crazy too. I think at that point, his ERA was like what? 16, something like that. Yeah. His ERA over his last seven or eight appearances is like 21. Yeah. Like, that's absurd. It's how like, much he struggled. He's has like five, it was like five innings pitched, 13 runs allowed. His last year appearances. That's worse than Green. Thinking, oh my god, Jonathan, Jonathan Holder is so bad that he made me kind of accept Luis Sessa, and that was before the the debacle uh, this week. So, <laughs> you know, uh, man, I just can't get over how Holder, you know, doesn't have great velocity on his fastball, and just acts like he does. Like that just yeah. boggles my mind. Like this dude thinks he's throwing like ninety eight up there. He's throwing ninety two. He'll just throw a fastball down the middle after throwing a curveball, thinking, "Yeah, this is gonna blow right by him." I forget which game it was, but it was like I think it was like a two two zero count. He's behind, and he just throws like a ninety two mile per hour fastball down the middle that just gets fouled off. And I'm like, "Man, what are you you're doing? So lucky that that didn't get hit out. Like, come on." What's crazy though about Holder is that I remember I was like a big proponent of his when he was like in Double A and got promoted to Triple A. There was I want to say it was the 2016 or 2017 season, and he had something absurd like. I want to say like 60 strikeouts and 35 innings pitched in the well, minors. He had, a, and like, he had an outing where he went four innings. I remember the year struck out he 11, got right? up, struck, struck out 11. Yeah. Yeah. Like he may not have it, like maybe just not working his curveball Like he used to like, that was his, his go-to pitch. Right. And I feel like yeah. now when he, he kind of just, you know, lobs it over kind of like Chapman throws a, a three Oh slider down the middle when he can't locate his fastball. Only yeah. Holder does it like in, in a big Holder spot, does it you know? basically to get a strike. Yeah, he, he's just got to look like he's just got to learn how to pitch like a finesse pitcher. Yeah, you know, like he's clearly a guy that probably all through his life he could just rely on being like a power pitcher and kind of like you know overpowering a lot of guys. And he's at the point where he just can't do that anymore, man. You got to maybe you know, ch- I, I don't know what he's got to do, man, because just throwing ninety-two mile per hour fastballs down the middle is not not ninety-two mile an hour fastballs and a curveball that's really not yeah overly great, it's pretty flat, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said, credit to Holder. He he didn't get DFA'd besides besides what I told you earlier. Uh, that his di- his dignity got DFA'd. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I think that was just wishful thinking. Uh, you know, <laughs> but 
You got to give him credit though, because his his, after, his conference after he he took credit for everything. You know, when he yeah, kept saying I, that he, he mm-hmm. kept saying he's got to work to get better. Which, I, I think like the one quote that said that to me he was like, "I've never had a stretch like I've never struggled like this before in my entire career." Like yeah. maybe that's a wake up call. Like I mean, exactly. Had, that's like you just have to think of it though. That's like pretty much almost all these guys like who are at the major league, especially these younger guys. They've been the best player in almost every team they've been on, and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, you're getting sent down because you're not good enough to be on the yeah. team." Yeah, like, a real wake up call for a lot of guys. A lot of guys don't you know you hear a lot of guys will get sent down and then. They're just down in AAA for a few years, right? And just kind of yeah. never get the career, but it's, it's tough, man. Another so, thing I thought was interesting that he said was like he he um, said he's had trouble with his control and stuff basically all year, and he has had trouble just like locating his pitches, which I thought was interesting just because he's had a couple before, obviously, this really bad stretch. He had a stretch where he was pretty good. He went like 10, 10 or so appearances and just didn't give up a run. So how exactly did he manage to do that if he didn't think he was locating at all this year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, he's got a, definitely has a lot of things to work on in AAA. Um, the third game. Or any, anything else you want to talk about from that second game? Uh, Stanton hit a monster shot, which we already was, covered that. that the, but That was the first game. It was, right? it was the first game, Alex, the, Alex high as hell. Alex oh, high yeah, as hell. that was the first game. Wow. All of us have had, like, I think we've been recording for like 20 minutes, and all of us have made at least one mistake. So it's okay. We're, I mean, we're playing the Red Sox coming Luigi, up. Luigi, so. don't, try, don't try and cover for the fact that you made Yeah, I mean, look, mistake. we're all human, right, guys? We're, we're all human. We're all in this together, right? <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> uh, here we go. Also, um, hey, uh, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, Andrew, wouldn't it be great if we got him, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's been doing pretty well. It'd be, it'd be nice to add him. <laughs> to clarify, we were talking about potential lineups before, and Alex was just listening, and I said, "Wait a minute, where the hell is Edwin? He <laughs> not put Edwin on this play." He's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, well, you know, we we all have those. Guys. It was not my high point of the yeah, day. Let's definitely, say that definitely, definitely not. Um, is there not a was- high high point like we <laughs> uh, Oh man! So the Yankees going for the sweep. <laughs> Paxton's on the hill. It's a beautiful day out and starts the game with two walks and a dinger. So Blue Jays go up right away, three nothing. Furthermore, they get another homer in the second inning to make it five. Let's, let's also let's also just give a little backstory to the dinger. Andrew's stream of the game was behind <laughs> when he was watching, so I tried to play a little joke on him and said, "Oh no, Guriel just hit a three-run home run, just to scare him." And then literally the next pitch, he hit a three-run home run, and I hated myself. Your fault, asshole! It was all my <laughs> fault because I was watching. You know, like I was watching on MLB Network, and I'm looking at the TV and hitting the home run, and then I look at my message, and I realized like it was the message was from a minute ago. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I behind? Like, I, like what's going on here? But oh yeah, that was not not the best start for for big Nathan. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean he's man, he's he's really he still doesn't look a hundred percent. But you know he battled through. The Yankees offense got going in the second. Didi hits a nice homer into the bullpen. Uh, Judge hits a two run single, and you know in the fourth inning, who else? DJ LeMahieu two run shot tie game, and you know I, like I haven't been getting on Boone a whole lot this year. I think he's been doing a pretty good job definitely better than he was last year but i really just didn't get like it's a five the yankees just tied up it's a five five game and he just brings paxton out for the fifth and, you know I, I get you're trying to get as many innings you can from him but he had 80 pitches and guriel who 
had already taken them deep in the first inning, takes them deep again, right? Blue Jays take the lead. Um, but the Yankees waste no time getting the lead back there. Right? They uh, sack fly by uh, Hicks, scores Encarnacion. By the way, how about the aggressive pace running today from Edwin and uh, Luke Voigt? Like stretch, you know, they both stretched a double, and I did not think they. I thought they were both just long base hits, but both had, uh, you know, doubles where they were sl- uh, close plays at second. Then uh, Luke just uh, Luke loves tagging up, you know, he, <laughs> just he just taking bases there. Uh, and Edwin, you know, hey, him taking that base, that's why he scored on the sack fly, right? That turned out to be pretty important. So some big hustle plays from the big guys today. I love to see it. Um, Voight got the go ahead RBI in the sixth. Looked like it was going to be the the winning the winning uh, RBI there in the sixth inning, but uh, you know, wasn't that easy. Uh, the bullpen did good up until the ninth inning when uh, you know Britton came in because Chapman had the day off. He had thrown twenty five pitches each of the last uh, two games, so he was obviously getting the day off. And you know, Britton allows a hit, pass ball happens, another hit right away. It's a tie game, blown save, and things got really sketchy when. Uh, Glaber makes an error, and all of a sudden, it's first and second, nobody out. And God damn it, credit to Britain. Like I said, he he didn't just get one ground ball. Or he just didn't get one double play ball when he needed to, right? Because, you know, they probably should have had it, and Glaber just makes the error on the throw. But he, the, right away, first and second, nobody out, he gets another one, right? Just after. Two outs, and gets the third out of the inning, gets the Yankees out of it. And, oh. Guess who gets the walk-off? The guy who made the error in the previous inning. It's Labor Day. Gets the RBI single to the right. DD scores. Yankees win. They get the sweep. We're going to London. Feels good. First place. Love Glaber. Man, this team's fun. I mean, what a fun game. Like, like we said, they're down 5 nothing. There wasn't a worry in my mind. Like, all right, it's 5 nothing. This team's going to score five or six runs at least against the Blue Jays. Right? Like, they don't have Sherman on the mound. Like, we're good. Like, it was just, just that's just what this team does. Like they're just gonna score runs, and man, just like a lot. Like I said, a lot of good base running plays today. A lot of, just a lot of big performances. Tarpley coming in once again. I think this was the second appearance of the series. Working a scoreless inning. Credit to him. Man, this. Hey, I, I know the Blue Jays aren't exactly. Like, I know the Blue Jays are a bad team, but like they have a lot of really good young players. You know, I think yeah. like Paul O'Neill was saying this on the broadcast. Uh, there's a lot of teams that you'll look at that are bad that really like don't have a plan. You'll kind of just look at them and you're like, wow, this team sucks. Like they're just Call a bunch of the like, Orioles. Yeah, like, they're just a bunch of like kind of older veteran players who are like, you know, kind of guys, younger guys who just aren't that good. But the Blue Jays have a lot of guys who you look at and say, man, these guys are going to be studs. They have season. a lot of guys that just need a few years to develop mm-hmm. and then they're going to be. They just don't have pitchers. Yeah, yeah they exactly. don't have pitching, but offensively, they have a lot of good, yeah. really young bats that are going to be scary for years to come so yeah, i mean you know then like look the blue jays i know the red sox have been losing to a lot of bad teams but hey they were just coming off a series win against the red sox right so it was good to get the sweep right and like i said three close games look like the first game was just going to be a blowout but of course it wasn't um guys what, what thoughts on this game thoughts on the series thoughts on this team so my first thought was uh when you mentioned paxton coming out for the fifth inning I really would not have had much of a problem with that if it wasn't against any other if it was against any other part of the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Just because like I I get trying to get as many 
uh, outside of him as possible because the Yankees bullpen today really was a little bit short because they didn't have Chapman. They didn't want to use Canely. Yeah, like they've uh, been using their bullpen a lot. Like, exactly. So I, I get why to keep uh, Paxton in for as long as possible, but keeping him in against a guy who had hit a three-run bomb off him in the first inning, that wasn't a great move. So like I understand Boone's um, like his thinking there. It just wasn't the right time for that. Like I understand his thinking. It was just wrong. It was just <laughs> wrong. It was dead wrong. <laughs> yeah, because you know, look, like I know obviously it's uh you're traveling a little bit further than usual uh, tonight. The Yankees are, but it's like, look, man, your entire bullpen is off Thursday and Friday. Yeah, like you really shouldn't be like I know they've been get you know they've been taxed recently and you've been using your bullpen a whole lot, but. Yeah, like Paxton coming like right away, like he gives up that home run. You just say to yourself, like, man, like why? Why is he coming like, back? Why? Like he's eighty-two pitches. He hasn't like, even though he was through four innings, and he hadn't given up the run the last two innings. Like he wasn't pitching well all day. Mm-hmm. He's walking guys. He, he just didn't have it today. But yeah, yeah like, let's we can talk. We can talk a little bit about Paxton. Um, Andrew, you you know you were saying earlier like how like he he just kind of looks broken, and I mean to a degree like it's kind of true. He just really hasn't looked a hundred percent since he's come back off the IL. And yeah, I, I gotta think that something's still wrong with that knee. Yeah. I, I know, he, I know he, they he said keeps saying nothing's wrong with it, but he's got to be playing through something. The result. Didn't the doctor say when different. he came back that like it won't get worse by playing, but it won't it's, get better. That get he better, may need yeah. a procedure at the end of the year, or he may need to take like a month off. Which obviously yeah. you can't take a month off in the middle of the year without going on the injured list again. Uh, and one thing I noticed is that um, his velocity and his location is down, and it reminds me. And I'm not concerned for a shoulder, right? It reminds me a lot of CC every year before he gets his knee procedure. Like when you, and granted, it's a different knee. CC's his plant knee, Paxton, it's his push off leg. But like when, when, when you don't have the confidence to be able to push off um, and, and actually you know, follow through on the pitch, I, I feel like that's kind of where, you know, maybe you lose a hair in, in, in the velocity and, and he just hasn't seemed himself you know everyone wants to talk about that 12 strikeout game against against the red sox earlier in the year but he did have a bunch of good performances strung together through mid-april when he got hurt like yeah he was good he looked really good it just he hasn't been able to recapture it and there's no way it's not injury related yeah because i remember watching that game when he was pitching against the red sox and i was just blown away by his velocity that night you know he was just pumping it in like up he was 98 in the eighth. yeah (laughs) it was just throwing gas out there. I was like, man, who's a Chevy? Like, whoa, what's this guy pumping 97 consistently out there? Uh, but, yeah, it's just seeing him at, like, you know, it's kind of sitting at, like, 93, 94. Just, you know, you could live with that as a lefty start, uh, left-handed starting pitcher, but not when you were, you know, 90, you know, sitting at 96 the beginning of the year it's before you went on the IL. Just not a great look. Uh, hopefully he figures it out because um, I, I do like Paxing. It's great stuff, but. Yeah, man, it was just another rough start for him today. Really rough. Grade two point Question mark. Um, grade two point um, uh, Did you guys hear anything? I didn't hear anything. I um, heard nothing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it, I think it, Andrew accidentally. Muted I, there was that take on Twitter. I saw it. A Those few are times. the worst takes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, guys, uh, we usually we have like our player of the series, but we already talked, man. It's DJ Mayhew. It's one hundred percent DJ. He went. He went four for four on Monday, two for four on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday he went two for four again. So, um, no, you're wrong, Spec Gardner. Um, he's, <laughs> uh, look, man, 
Uh, Tumblr and Matt Graziano's fist just clenched. <laughs> Andrew, you pulled up a tweet, you know, from the Yankees announced that they had gotten DJ, and man, just it's gonna be it's like that's one of those tweets you just got to go back and read their replies on, man, because talk about freezing cold takes. A lot of people were mad, and I just, a lot of it had to do with the fact that you know it wasn't Machado. Machado. Yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as we knew that we signed him, and we weren't gonna get Machado, but like. In hindsight, that's everyone who was mad about that looks so foolish. Thanks, Captain Hindsight. No, but really, it's it's so true. It's a lot of people are like, look, I understood not being like super excited for that move. Like, you know, like both of you guys were, which is understandable because he was just, you know, this dude's been a really good baseball player for years and years. Like, I remember my friend who's a big LSU fan loved DJ LeMahieu when he played for them. But yeah, I mean to be. Like I, I to be angry, like when we got DJ, I was just like, all right, calm down. The guy's a good baseball player. He's not going to be like uh, Stephen Drew 2.0. But yeah, it's, it's funny, right? It's just funny how those things work. Now the guy's about to be starting for for the AL in the All Star game, right? Well, he he better be at, at least. Don't so. don't jinx it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Yeah, the to- I think there's like a big Tommy Lestella fan club that like you know they all like meet up. You're not looking good. The vo- the the votes came out. This morning, and I think, um, or, or a couple hours ago, and I think uh, Carlos Santana's leading first base. So uh, the, the Yankee clan is uh, <laughs> maybe dropping. So oh no, ouch! That's honestly Gary's that's leading now. Gary's leading. Yeah, I mean, obviously, is of DJ course. leading? He was at one point. Hmm. But I mean, I, I, DJ, whether he starts tonight, he's going to be on the All Star team. So you know, he's got. Unless- <laughs> I mean, he's leading the AL. I mean, like I think Ruko said it. Hey, like, hey, when you're when you're leading the American League in batting average, it's kind of almost it's like, hey, you're, you're going to be on the All Star team, right? Even yeah. though batting average isn't as important as it, you know, it's just not that important of a stat. It's still when you're leading the league in batting average, it's it's pretty important. Yeah. Um, um let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about G. Let's talk about Giancarlo, not G, our co-host. <laughs> uh, man, just. Man, when he, he leaves the game, it looks like he gets spiked, right? Like uh, that's it's like all right, they, you know, looks like oh okay, he got his hand stepped on, but then all of a sudden it's like up, oh. and then Boone this morning, let me, like the Yankees, they always do this, man. They always like announce an injury is not that bad, and it's like oh this guy's dead, like hey, what do you know? We, it looked like just a scratch, and now he's dead. Um, this was from like eight hour, eight or nine hours ago, like uh, be- almost before the game. Boone said, Stanthony is sore and stiff today, but nothing as far as any IL moves or anything like that. Just seeing how the next couple hours unfold and even the next couple days. And he said he most likely will make the trip to London. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's – and then Susan Waldman saying, oh, well, it's not a short injury. He might miss more than a month. It's like, well, that's a complete 180 from what Boone was saying. Boone was mm. acting like it was just, like, you know, the common cold. It was going to be gone <laughs> in a day. Uh, oh no, it's a pretty serious injury. Actually, you might not see Stanton until August. So. Yeah, and yeah. to Boone's credit, I mean, he's yeah. just going off what the what the guys oh, no, tell yeah. him. I'm sure he had another procedure Wait, done Andrew, during Andrew, the he game. He's just a puppet, Boone. Like, don't you know that he's just a puppet? <laughs> like, he's an actual puppet. <laughs> <laughs> like everything Boone says comes from someone else. Like you ask him how his day is, he has to check with the analytics team. Like that's <laughs> the analytics. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, I guess I guess we'll just say so the guy that comes up for Stanton, right, that replaces Stanton is Talkman. And man, a lot of people, a lot of damn people were saying, hey, 
not no Clint. Damn, it was a big slap in the face to Clint. Uh, and look, man, the I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the Yankees really don't need any more offense. Right? Like, obviously, you can never have enough offense. You never you can never have enough of anything. But they're good offensively. They're they're good with the bats. And look, Clint Frazier, very good hitter, right? Very good. Awful outfielder. Like him, like I, like the fact that I even have to explain this is just so annoying. But so many people were wondering. So many people were asking, oh, where's Clint Frazier? How is Clint Frazier not being called? It's like because he can't play the outfield. Because did you watch that Sunday night baseball game against the Red Sox? That's why he can't be out there. That's why he didn't get called up. Like it's just so obvious. The dude can't play outfield at a major league level. And like all these casual fans just think, oh, because he's a good hitter, so that means he's automatically like should be on the team. Like, no, Talkman's a more reliable outfielder, and that's all we, we're going to probably need for the next few weeks. Like, you, you don't need your fourth bat outfielder to be like a great hitter. You need him to be able to play the outfield. It, it's it's so simple yet. Uh, so many people just fit, don't understand this at all. And if yeah, and also. If- if, if their offense just, you know, kind of takes a dip and they need some kind of jolt, then I would imagine they would send Talkman down and call up Clint just to bring a little, you know, new blood in. But for right now, they don't need Clint's bat. They need Talkman's defense, which is right. why he's he, up. He can, he can play all three outfield positions. Yeah, and which is huge. Of course, and, of course, how often is he going to play? I mean, every once in a while, they're going to bench or DH – Judge still fresh off the injury, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe Hicks needs a, a day off too because he had that shoulder issue last week. Um, so I would say over like the next like fifteen games, maybe Talkman starts in like two or three of them. Yeah. Like if that's the role that Clint Frazier is occupying, then it's bad for his development because he needs to be playing every day, getting outfield work in the minors exactly. every day, taking regular getting regular bats. Like. Well, no, and talk and Talkman's ability to play center is huge. Right. Because the Yankees have Hicks, they have Gardner, but they really don't want to play Gardner in center that much because of how much he wears down at the end of the season. He really has not been that great. And he just doesn't have the center field. Exactly. Talk, Talkman's a much – he's a much like more complete outfielder than Gardner is at this point in Gardner's career. So Gardner in left field, Talkman in center is much better than, say, Talkman in left or Clint in left and Gardner in center. And you know what? I know we go through this with like Tyler Wade every every spring training and during the year. But I mean, Talkman, I believe, has been the cleanup hitter for the Rail Riders for the last two months, right? So like maybe yeah. he comes up and he's got a little more in his bat. Like I mean, I'm not going to say that he's going to be a world beater by any means. I mean, he may return to the 190 hitter that he was, right? But yeah. I mean, maybe he has a couple of good games, and that's all you need from your fourth outfielder anyway. Like we know well, he has I mean- some pop. All we need is Luigi just to say that he's tired of Mike Talkman being in the lineup. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that. Like, man, remember I like just <laughs> ripped him, and then like he just has the, the week next game. He hit the first home run of his career. Oh wow, Look at that upper decker. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you know what? That's full circle. It was against the Red Sox, so yeah. you might have to play the clip again tonight for the end of the show. Well, but Sale's not pitching, so you know. Uh, that's true. That's true. He hit the home run off Erasmo Ramirez, though. Erasmo Ramirez is no longer on the Red Sox. Right, right, right. I know. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't Sale. To be fair, none of the Red Sox both. He had a triple off of Sale in that game, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, what a what a week for Hoffman. Um, some other news Hoffman. and notes. Uh, Dallin's still not throwing. Um, yeah, obviously he had that setback a few weeks ago. Domingo has a rehab start Thursday for the rail uh for Scranton, and 
if all goes well, he should be back next week. So for uh, the Mets series, yeah, they said they're targeting City Field. Okay, so that's that's good to see. I wonder how they're going to utilize him when they come back. Because I mean, man, bullpen days have been working, right? Maybe maybe they stick him in the bullpen? Question mark. Maybe no more Luis Sessa. Who, I, I, don't know. I would ima- I would imagine he starts at least a few games. Maybe they fake an injury to J.A. Huh? Or, pe- or they put Paxton on the DL for his knee. Oh, man. That's, I'd, rather, I'd not try to be half than Paxton. I actually, I actually have confidence in Paxton, you know. I'm like half. Um, <laughs> ben Heller, he's in Tampa. So, um, Sevy, Sevy's close to getting some rehab starts. Um, obviously, Gumby had that setback a couple weeks ago. So, Stan, like, I mean, Susan Waldman said Stanton's injury may be over a month, but. You know, love Susan, but let's just wait and see. Could could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of years, right? So he can, he may never play baseball again. Who knows? Yeah, well, the thing that's scary with him is that it's the the PCL, which is like the second biggest ligament in your knee, other than the ACL, right? And a strain is just what another word for a minor tear. Like, yeah, I mean, you when you tear your ACL, you're out for eight to twelve months. It's not a tear, and even if you tear your PCL, let's say it's still. An eight-month injury, whatnot. You tear either of them, you're having major surgery in your knee. Right, and and hopefully it's you know they could just treat it with like some some plasma or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, like, what 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 is like Bartolo Colon? How he had like his own fat injected into his elbow? Like maybe they could do some like. So like I mean maybe they could do some some weird thing and then it'll rehab and be fine. Stan's own fat into his knee. He doesn't have any fat. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have any fat. Injected uh, muscle into his knee. Yeah. Um. Whew, the the I hate Stanton crowd was out in full force when that news got announced. My God. Like I see I see Marlins like beat writers like Taylor like, you know taking pictures of his contract. It's like eh, people are so dumb. Like let's let's just relax here. You know. Marlins like, beat writers are saying that like the Marlins didn't sign yeah. to a thirteen year contract when he was more injury prone for them. Yeah, man. That's that's another story though, right? Um. That's a story for another day. Other news and notes. Uh, this is pretty cool. With um, going to London with the Yankees, they'll be bringing Reggie Jackson, Hideki Matsui, Andy Pettit, A-Rod, and Nick Swisher. So some good ambassadors there, right? I uh, love love the global aspect with Matsui going there. That's pretty cool. Man, I love I love Matsui, man. I'm, I miss that guy. How do you know Matsui? I miss all these guys, my God. Um, except <laughs> I was gonna say except Swisher, but no, nah, I like Swisher. <laughs> Hopefully, A Rod can uh, you know shut shut the uh, <laughs> close the windows when he's going to the bathroom in London. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! What if, the, the my favorite A Rod in the media story is when he it was like his first baseball game and like they zoomed in, like someone took a picture of his notes and like on the notes it just said pull out stuff. And then under it, the baby question mark. People are like, wait, what the? Like, like, what it? like A-Rod is such an all like who pull out stuff. Like you like, who says that? Oh man, class. Like, you know what I'll get a kick out of A-Rod on his Instagram? He'll be at like, you know, J Lo's concert and he'll just be on the floor and he'll be taking like a you know a video of himself. And there's just he's surrounded by like just screaming dancing woman and then he's just there in like a suit just like bopping around i'm like man this is this is like the most awkward man in this area. no that that photo him j-lo um kim and kanye took at the met gala was a great one 
Oh, yeah. Kanye looked like I want to kill myself. I'd rather be home watching sports. Yeah, just, yeah, like I would pay so much money to hear like a conversation with A Rod and Kanye. Like the things A Rod would say. Kanye would be like, "Whoa, what the hell is this guy talking about?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, guys, want to wrap up the show? Previewing the lemon series. Uh, anything else from this past week? Anything we're forgetting? Um, should I should I say more guys got DFA'd that we want to get DFA'd? Maybe we'll uh, Kendrick no, Morales did get DFA'd. Kendrick Morales did get DFA'd. Yeah, um, that's all we'll be talking about. Kendrick Morales. Moving on. Uh, I don't think anything else needs to be said about that guy. Um, well, oh. always remember his one moonshot that he hit. <laughs> Some I think someone in our group just said he used all his power. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got left, Coach. Um, uh, Nothing left in the tank. Absolutely nothing. Um, It's like a Dragon Ball Z reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the London series, right? Two games set in London. uh, Wait, the Angus are going to London? Um, I think so. I got to check. Played in London? Double check that. Um, you know it's screwed. Neither team has jersey or names on the back of their jerseys, and you know I, I assume a lot of those people are going to be like, they have no idea. Who it is. <laughs> like, hey, where the hell are their names? Are these bunch of this big gigantor on the on the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the one. Ninety nine. <laughs> that's the one guy that I feel like will get recognized like quite a bit over there. But I mean, for the most part, maybe CC a little bit, but. I mean, baseball's not all that big in the UK. Like, you know, they were saying on the broadcast they how Jeter used to love going to Europe because, you know, not a lot of people will recognize him, you know. And if Jeter doesn't get recognized in a lot of Europe, you really can't expect a lot of you. Especially, the, like, I, the Red Sox. Like, I don't think anyone in the Red – like, the Red Sox have no – could be worry-free just, like, roaming the yeah. – like, There's not going to be anybody noticing them. Uh, oh, man. Um, so, yeah, the you know, in case you haven't heard, the Red Sox uh, still kind of – pretty mediocre. Their bullpen's still bad. Their bullpen just blew another game today against the White Sox. They were about to sweep the White Sox. It was looking good for them, and uh, just didn't work out like that for them. So, Matt Barnes decided to Matt Barnes it up. My, you know, yeah, Matt Barnes is going to Matt Barnes. Uh, that's for damn sure. Um, yeah, they're 44 and 38 right now. Three, uh, third place in the AL East. I think they're, what, they're nine games back now? Of the yeah, AL they're East. nine back. So, uh, ten in the loss column. Uh, they're going with Porcello and Rodriguez as their two starters. I, I have no idea why they didn't save price and sale for these two games. Um, Especially since sale started today. So they could have just, you know, done something. Had a, yeah, like you could have worked around it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, worked around it a little bit so you at least have sale there. Yeah, but don't you think that they, the point they're at right now where they kind of need to – like win as many games as they can. So you figure we got our ace against a, a weak opponent. Let's just get the win. Like they're not setting up matchups, right? Like they're they're chasing wins right now to yeah, make up ground. The they got to win as they got to win as many games as they possibly can. You know, there is like a, I forget which radio station was in Boston, but like they, you know they have a podcast. And like one of the questions they posed was like, should the Red Sox be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? And like it's a legit. Like obviously a lot of it depends on like the next month, but like they really are in that situation where like. Yeah. They can't afford it like to go cold. Like if they go cold, they're gonna be looking at like they're gonna be a five hundred team in the third yeah. week of July. The only but, thing they have going for them is that there's not many other good teams in the AL. Yeah. Yeah, there's not like there's still like, you know, right there for that second wild card spot. It's like yeah. between them and like the Indians and the And the uh, Rays and the Rays, And Texas. Yeah. yeah. So. That's it. Yeah, so uh um 
look, it was so obvious with the Red Sox last year, right? Like, their two two of their best hitters, Mookie Betts and JD Martinez, both had career years, and you knew that probably wasn't going to happen again. And both, you know, both those guys are having solid years, right? You know, both doing well, but you know, Mookie's only hitting two sixty. Uh, JD Martinez is only on pace for like thirty five homers. It's they're just oh, not. Gonna- <laughs> they're just not getting that same production they were last year and you know that's hey i mean i think a lot of us saw this coming last year we just, we just saw chris sale get uh bombarded today against the white Sox. um you know what's crazy about the red Sox? you know i was looking at their stats earlier nobody on their team has more than eight saves like ryan yeah. Brady leads their team in saves with seven like they don't just, have they don't have a set closer I was like, yeah, they've been, they've been doing plus. it by committee. I mean, yeah. they only have 17 saves like as a team, which is and like blown. I think 15 of them as a whole. Oh my God. Yeah, usually when they win, they're like blowout wins. It's a blowout. Yeah. Because their offense is still really good, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not good enough where that they can bail out their bullpen every single game. Yeah. Cause you know, like the guy like Devers is having a really good year. Bogart yeah. having a good year. Um, ben and not as much, but. Guys, you know who's not having a good year offensively? Jackie Bradley Jr. Oof. <laughs> He's been better of late, but he started off awful. Like every that's a guy that like every time, like if you would ask me what's Jackie Bradley Jr.'s career numbers against the Yankees, I'd be like, oh, he's like 0 for 80, right? Because <laughs> that guy, like every time he faces the Yankees, he just has like the worst at bats ever. And it's like four. Every time he faces the Yankees and faces CeCe, he strikes out on yeah, three pitches. Like, wow, this guy's like the worst. Like I think my uncle was over that weekend. He was like, "Man, this guy looks like he doesn't even know what he's doing up here." Like when they're, I was like, "Yeah, you know that." That's that's it. Like yeah, he's a great fielder, but that's kind of ends there. Uh, so yeah, well, guys, uh, how we how you know we talked about this before? How are we feeling about you know? Hey, we're gonna watch the Yankees in London, right? It's it's gonna be cool. They're gonna be wearing pinstripes both games. Uh, gotta gotta wake up a little early early yeah. on Sunday because Sunday's mm-hmm. game starts at ten o'clock in the morning. I'm excited about that. I eight PM games. Yeah, I love like waking up in the morning and like having whether it's like the World Cup or like you know you have sporting events in other parts of the country. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just get to wake up ten a.m. and there's there's a game on. It's a great yeah. feeling. Um, and like we said, Sunday's a bullpen day. Yankees are seven and zero in bullpen days this year, so. Feeling pretty good about that one. Feeling feeling pretty good about both these games, man. Especially to like Tanaka. I have confidence that Tanaka is just gonna just nut up and throw like seven innings of one run ball. Oh yeah. Uh, three Especially against the Red Sox. He always seems to suck it up against the Red Sox. Yeah, uh three eight like we've mentioned, three eighty five to dead center in this London Park. So um that's pretty good. Um advantage Yankees, uh, I, I think. Let's hope. Are we? Are we? Are we still there? Did we lose Luigi? Uh, looks like he's still on. He's on mute. He's he's oh he okay. And we're just gonna go have to head and, and right, edit so, this out of the feed. So three eighty five to dead center. Yeah, three thirty to the corners. Yeah, I mean that's, that's so weird that they don't have like traditional dimension. I mean they don't have many many well, ballparks I mean, they, to begin they did with. Turn, they they did turn a soccer field into baseball field so i can understand it but it's still it's still weird hey i'm back um i don't know why that's the second straight episode my mic just cut out look at that uh, well, that's good technology technology is such a loser my um, god my god i heard you guys talking shit about me that whole time by the way so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're enough but yeah it's you know those dimensions they're a bit weird but yeah you 
UK like baseball is probably like not even the top ten most popular sports in the UK, so it makes sense, right? Um, it'd be cool if there like there's not a lot of British baseball players, but it'd be cool if you know there was like some sort of just legendary British baseball player that came out, right? They they produce yeah. good athletes. Well, I mean, the Yankees do have Zach Britton. <laughs> and that'll be a show. Uh, we'll see you guys. <laughs> God damn it. I think you know what? that pisses me off. I actually saw that joke today on Twitter. Oh, no. Did you really? <laughs> I swear to God. It's my like, once a week Because, like, you know, like, he was, you know, he was in the, clo- he was in the clothes for the, for the game today. He's like, yo, Britain, get us to Britain. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I'm like, I basically said the same thing. So, uh, man. Um, yeah. So, before I got cut out, I, I was saying, any, guys, anything else we got about anything? Um, why Clint's not being called up, uh, the London series, the Blue Jays being not good at baseball. Blue Jays are better at baseball than the Red Sox, apparently, if they beat the Red Sox in two yeah, out of three. That's yeah, recently, for, for sure. Um, man, their, their bullpen's definitely better. Uh, I'll say that, even though the Blue Jays' bullpen is really bad. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like we said, two games, two, two straight days, no Yankee game, kind of sucks, but Hey, um, it'll be be worth it. Yeah. And then obviously they have the off day Monday. They're back Tuesday against the Mets, a little two games in city field. Hopefully they, they win both of them and win the season series because they split Yankee stadium for that double header. Um, yeah. Stanton to the IL who knows how long he'll be out for. Um, I love Glaber, not as much as max, but I I love Glaber. That guy's pretty damn good. Shout out to max. (laughs) Shout out to Max. Um, yeah, so uh, that'll be it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back after the uh, London series talking about those games. Uh, hopefully hopefully we're happy. Hopefully it was good vibes. Uh, Jonathan Holder not going to London. Uh, man, his his wife or significant other, whoever, is probably so damn mad. Imagine getting <laughs> sent down. Right? Like, oh, we're going to London. I have, like, all my stuff packed. And, like, babe. I um, love two home runs. We're going to Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, pack hey, your bags. We're going London early. No, we're going to Scranton. His, his girl's just like watching the game from home. He goes with that second grand slam. She's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, can't cancel the flight. Can't cancel the damn flight. We're, we're not going anywhere. Oh, my that God. Must suck. That must suck. Thoughts and prayers, Jonathan Holder. <laughs> for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew. This was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.